and it, it was at that moment for the first time that I thought, you know, there's there's something different here. There, there's something wrong here about what I believe and about what I think it's going to take for me to, you know, not go to hell, which is all I was ever worried about. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, we'll hear from a man who realized that his version of religion was empty and powerless, and that he really didn't have a right relationship with God. My name is Matt McIntosh, and I'm a member of the Creek Tribe of Oklahoma. I live in Norman, Oklahoma, and I have a wife and four children. I was born into uh, the home of a minister. Uh, my father is a pastor, and so from a very young age, I went to church all the time, uh, had no say in the matter, no choice in the matter. Uh, just went. And so all my life, uh, you know, I've known about God, uh, have known uh, the story of Jesus Christ and him coming into the world and why he came into the world and all of that. And, and so I really can't remember a time in my life when I didn't know uh, that story. Part of that story is people go to hell. And so from a, from early childhood, uh, I, I had a, a fear of hell and didn't want to go there. Uh, and so as a young child, I, I thought, man, uh, what do I need to do to not go to hell? Because I don't want to go there. As I got older, into my teenage years, uh, I began to to see that, yeah, I don't want to go to hell. But man, all this stuff in the Bible uh, that I hear at church and that I hear from my parents... That seems really boring. Uh, and if I do what, you know, my parents tell me and what the church tells me and what the Bible tells me, then a lot of the stuff that I want to do, uh, I can't do. So as a young teenage boy, I just decided, you know what, I'll do what I want to do. And, you know, I don't want to go to hell. So surely I'm not going to go to hell because I've said I don't want that. And I'll be okay. So as a teenager, I did things that, you know, the Bible that I heard about all the time told me I shouldn't do, told me that was sin, but but I didn't see any big deal to it. Uh, at the age of 14, although I went to church all the time, and when I was there, uh, would put on as good a show as possible, I, I realized this. I really didn't care about doing things that the Bible said I should or that my parents said I should. What I really cared about was not getting caught <laughs> when I did things that that my parents would disagree with or frown upon. And so when my parents weren't looking or when no one was looking, I just did what I wanted. And then if my parents happened to be around, I would act very differently than that. But because I went to church all the time, because my dad was a pastor, uh, I did all the church things, went to all the church events. And then in the summer, uh, when I was 14, we went on a trip to a, a youth conference where they had, you know, concerts and, 
and funny speakers and all kinds of stuff that would come up and talk to teenagers. And as that was going on, it was just a really weird thing that I began to think just to myself. And I really, other than, you know, now looking back and, and knowing about the working of God and, and, and hearing, oddly enough, him speaking to me in my mind and, and in my heart, I just, as we were at this conference, I began to just think that my Christianity that I thought I had was just so different than my parents. And my Christianity that I thought I had was so different than some of the people that I was sitting next to and, and different in this sense that they heard what the Bible would say and what God wanted and they wanted to do it. <laughs> and I heard what the Bible would say and and I didn't want to do it. And it was at that moment for the first time I thought, you know, there's there's something different here. There, there's something wrong here about what I believe and about what I think it's going to take for me to, you know, not go to hell, which is all I was ever worried about. Where the conference was was about six hours from our home. And we got in the, the church van uh, and we began to travel back to our home. And, and as we were traveling back, just in the van with everything going on around me and the and the chaos of, you know, a dozen other teenagers in there, I just felt that God was really speaking to me in my heart, in, in my mind. And this is what he said. He said, Matt, you know all about me, but you you really don't know me. You know that hell is bad, but you have no idea as to why people go there. And I really, as odd as it seems, I couldn't argue with God on that. I mean, I heard him saying that. I, uh, I knew he was speaking to me about that. And, and I didn't know what to do with it. And one of the things that was, that was funny about it, we stopped on our trip to go in and eat dinner at the place. And I just stayed in the van. It was just odd what was going on. Because, again, I'd been to church all my life. I mean, I'd heard about hell. had heard about heaven. And, you know, if you have to choose between the two, I'll take heaven, you know. But but I didn't know what to do with what was going on. And as I was in there, what really happened to me was I realized that that those things that I didn't want my parents to see because I would get in trouble for it, that God saw all of it. He saw how I acted when I was with my friends. Uh, he saw things that I thought at school in the locker room that no one knew but my buddies that I would brag to about. He saw all of that. And not only did he see that, he said it was sin. And although I had been to church and had heard about sin and the idea of doing what God has told us not to do or, or not doing what God has told us to do, I had never felt a sense that that was truly wrong and God was truly going to have something to say about that and judgment on that. And so as people came back and, and got in the van and we proceeded on home, uh, when we got home late that night and 
our family had had a, a prayer time because again, my dad's a preacher. That's what we do. That is, they sent us all off to bed. I told my mom and dad, I said, I need to talk to y'all. And what I told them was this. I said, I, I know I'm not a Christian. I know that Jesus has never had any change on my life. Now, I've never wanted to go to hell. I've always wanted to go to heaven. But my sins have truly never been forgiven. And, and there's never been a change in me. And so my parents are like, well, what do you think you need to do? I think I need to acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And that my sins were the reason Christ died on the cross. And I want him to forgive me. And so that night, that's what I did. Uh, and it was, it was so amazing. Although I'd been in church my whole life, it's the first time. I mean, the first time that I ever felt conviction of sin. And I know that sounds odd because I'd gotten spankings my whole life because of sin. I mean, I got spankings for stealing. I got spankings, you know, for being rude. I got spankings for, you know, standing in the street and shooting the bird to cars that go by. I mean, I had got spankings for all of that. But I never felt a sense that it was wrong for any other reason than I was going to get in trouble for it by my parents. And not that it was against God. And for the first time in my life at 14, I realized that. And so when I told my parents that I knew that my faith was not genuine, and that's what I wanted, that what took place that night, and even their instruction that they gave to me that night, was that my hope to be saved was nothing that I would ever do, but just trusting that Christ shed his blood on the cross so that my sins, that for the first time I ever felt any conviction of, could be forgiven. And so that night, when Christ made me new and gave me this genuine faith, I just trusted him and nothing else to forgive me. And he did. There's a verse in the Bible uh, that tells us in Second Corinthians 5.17, it says, If anyone is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And what happened to me really for me dramatically was there was a, there was a change in my life, uh, just instantly. Uh, and that change was this, the way I acted, the way I talked, the things that I wanted just changed and God made me new. I remember the week after I got saved, I was playing in a summer league basketball game. And because I had older brothers, my parents weren't always at my games because they were off with, you know, their other kids. And, and when they weren't there, I had a really foul mouth. You know, if anything happened, I would just cuss. And, you know, it's just what I did. And, and it was so funny. Uh, you know, Christ had made me new, had forgiven me of my sins, given me, you know, the life of Christ now to live and not just my own on a Saturday night late and we're having this basketball game on Tuesday and during the first time out that we had of the game one of our teammates looked at me and he goes this he goes what's wrong with you and I go what do you mean what's wrong with me and he goes you haven't cussed once in this game what's wrong with you and I just go I'm just different 
And, and it was just the beginning and not the, you know, I'm now today, 22 years later, I'm not all that I ought to be. I mean, there's still more stuff in my life that God is chipping away and, and wanting me to become. But when Christ saved me, when he forgave me of my sins, when the blood that he shed on the cross was truly applied specifically to me, it made everything different. And it hasn't made my life perfect. hasn't made my life easy. I mean, it has filled me with peace and with purpose and with meaning that doesn't go away. There are many people who believe that they're right with God because they have some sort of religious background. But that's not what Jesus said. Listen to his words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. My friend, don't be deceived. Religion won't save you. Doing good things won't save you. Peace with God can only be found by trusting in Jesus Christ. That's His will. That's His way. Want to know more? Pick up a Bible and read the Gospel of John. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001. Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. You can also find us online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There are more amazing stories to tell, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.